Hey guys, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. I'm Julie Kilmer. And I'm Anna. Um, so today we're going to do the introduction for our guest speakers because we had some technical difficulties and <laughs> had to crop out the first 10 minutes. But um, my name's Julie and I am a junior at the University of Scranton studying criminal justice and Michelle is also here, but I'm going to do her introduction. She goes to Catholic. She's a senior, and she's studying nursing. And I'm Anna, and I'm 24, and I work with kids who have special needs. Um, and we were here with our cousin Emily um, and her husband Nick. Um, and they are newly married since last November, and they're expecting their first child. Yeah, and they don't know if it's a girl or a boy because they're oh, yeah. a surprise. And also the names are a surprise, so we don't know that either. But yeah, it's super exciting. Um, they actually did that introduction for themselves. But then Anna's like, thing kept like, re- I don't know, connecting or something. I don't know. <laughs> so it would like make this weird sound. And it happens later on in the podcast where she kind of gets not kicked out because she was still out. there it just yeah it kind of cuts her out but she's still there she just in silence i could hear everything they were saying but no yeah i just silent. <laughs> yeah but it was good it was um she's able to hear all the good advice they had to give and yeah we're basically just gonna get right into it so enjoy <laughs> So, should we get started? Yeah, let's yeah. get into it. All right. Um, first question. I asked this like five minutes ago, but <laughs> um, what was one of the most life-changing events of your life? Emily or Nick? Hmm. Um, I've thought about this. I've had a lot of life-changing events, I guess, but I think the biggest life-changing event I had um, was moving to Georgia um wasn't very planned didn't have a whole lot um I didn't know anyone in Georgia I just randomly moved with a friend that I had met in Virginia we had prayed about it and then moved um and that was kind of one of the big events in my life that um it shifted my focus and really put a lot of things into perspective and I experienced a lot while I was in Georgia um and so I would say, yeah, I think overall moving to Georgia on a just kind of winging it um, definitely was a big life event. And then yeah. if you hadn't moved to Georgia, would you still have met or you wouldn't have met Nick? Correct. Right? Correct. Mm. You... We, we would not have met. Wait, wasn't it like at your parish? That's where Nick's family where you guys met up, is yeah, correct. Okay, yep. So I became a um, a parishioner at the parish he grew up in, and um, became a part of their young adult group. Oh wow! So yeah. Yep. Oh. Would you look at that? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, the Lord had good plans for us. So, sim- yeah. Similar to to Emily, my my big life changing event um was also a move. So I. Um, 
was or I graduated from Georgia Tech, but while I was in school, um, I got an engineering internship um, with uh, a company in Michigan. So I would I actually one semester I packed up all my stuff into my car and and moved up to Michigan. Um, I was a sophomore in college at the time, so I knew nobody, and I was moving from Georgia to Michigan in January. Um, and it was very cold, um, <laughs> but it was completely out of my element. I'd never really been far away from home before. I grew up um, outside of Atlanta, and then Georgia Tech is in downtown Atlanta. So I was about 45 minutes from my family and then moved 12 hours north. So um, it completely changed the perspective, and, and I was living um, with some roommates, but I lived by myself for a little bit. Um, in an apartment and had to learn how to kind of fend for myself, Mm -hmm. um, which was a totally different experience. So, yeah. Did you like living by yourself? No, uh, not at all. Actually. Um, I I might go into that a little bit later, but I kind of went crazy, um, and had to change up some of my routines in order to kind of get back recentered but no yeah. not a big fan of living by myself I'm glad I have a permanent roommate now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I find it interesting when people enjoy living by themselves because I feel like like when I come home I'd rather be surrounded by people than by myself even if it's my annoying siblings yeah. I'd much rather have that <laughs> like yeah I live by myself for like weeks last summer and like after two days I was like yeah that's it I'm done <laughs> I'm out <laughs> it's hard it is I can't I can't imagine it's just it gets so lonely yeah it does so yeah. fast Emily was it a big move for you moving from Indiana to Virginia or was that a little bit easier because you were with family in Virginia um I I wouldn't say it was easy um I definitely enjoy um, adventures. So it, in my eyes, it was just a, a bit another adventure. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, I didn't think it was that hard. I definitely was homesick quite often, which I never really got homesick. Um, that's a lie. I, I'm the probably one of the most adventurous people but yet I get homesick very often so (laughs) um, I think the transition to Georgia was harder because I didn't have family or anyone around me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then you were at the Kilmers for like three days (laughs) yeah (laughs) we went to we went to the um stork ball I remember we showed oh yeah we literally, oh yeah, Anna, you were there with your family. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that. Yeah, but I remember Emily and I like ran in, and I think it was like raining or something. So we showed up. Yeah. Our hair was like dripping wet, and like we showed up, and everyone was in like these beautiful dresses. Everyone looked like super put together, and we were just like so sopping <laughs> wet. <laughs> I remember I was yeah. supposed to go that night, and I got all dressed up. Literally, would was texting people. And on our campus that I didn't even know for a prom dress because like no one brings a prom dress to college <laughs> so then I literally got an uber but by the time I would have gotten there the doors are already closed so then 
Mm-hmm. I had oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh well. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a fun time. Um, should we get into the questions? Yeah. Have- let's do it. Uh, All right. So let's start. We're gonna start um with like single questions because <laughs> that's we what we need <laughs> perfect. perfect um so first for each of you um did you did you enjoy being single or like did it feel like when you were single you would be single forever and like you just would never find the right person to me to go first Go for it. Um, I loved being single. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but I absolutely love being married. But um, being single, there's there's a lot of, of freedom and like lack of responsibility that comes um, with it. And you know, you know, you can worry about yourself and go on adventures and do whatever. Um, for the most part, and, um, and I, I really enjoyed um, having having that. Um, but I and I did very much enjoy um, dating people. Um, but I don't I don't think once I figured out my vocation and that I was called to be married, mm-hmm. um, I. I had a sense of peace and knew that I wasn't going to be single forever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I definitely, I did enjoy it. And then it it had its low moments, especially when you feel like all of your other friends are in serious relationships or, you know, your siblings are getting married or what have you. Um, It definitely was challenging, but um, I very, I I did enjoy it. It was good. I I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I both enjoyed being single, and I also did feel like I was going to be single forever. But I enjoy being married. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. So, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's it's a tough question because, like Emily said, there's there's an inherent freedom to being being single and. Um, I think marriage has taught us a lot about learning how to deal with selfishness because being single inherently, you can be pretty selfish. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do remember times where I think I had like seven weddings in a year, um, after I graduated college and it's definitely comes in waves and those waves are big and you realize you're like, man, I, haven't seriously dated anyone in a while and all my friends are getting married and I'm just here. I love cars. I I work for GM and I'm just here playing with my race cars and, and just not meeting any girls. And, you know, I've definitely been in those low points as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But the singleness definitely has its perks of being able to go on adventures and kind of figure out who you are um, is, is a, is a real benefit and a real blessing to be able to do that. So yeah, um, I guess a little bit of both. Yeah. After my senior year of college, I had, it was like nine weddings that summer. Three of them were my siblings. And then two of them were cousins. And then the next year I had seven weddings. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And yeah, it does like there's a certain point where you're like, all right, it's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> Try but, to get I mean, okay at every wedding. <laughs> yeah. And it like gets expensive too, where you're like buying gifts. <laughs> buying a dress for every wedding. Yeah. Oh my god. At that point, <laughs> I just rewear the same one <laughs> nine different times. <laughs> now, did either of you ever have serious relationships before each other yeah yes i think we both did right yeah i definitely did yep and when you were like single were you both kind of like dating around like going on a lot of dates on the weekends and stuff or you just kind of single and sticking to your i don't know self like me and anna right now we're just like never go on dates but (laughs) yeah um I I definitely dated um I definitely enjoyed dating um I know there was um yeah there there were times where I felt like I it was very stagnant and nothing was happening but um I was I was definitely I'm very social so I was definitely going on dates with people um and meeting new people um but i there were yeah it would just it would come in waves mm-hmm. for me yeah i um i dated not not as much um <laughs> which is okay whoa, i think I, I i i kind of fallen into a routine and was trying to kind of put myself out there in terms of finding my goal was kind of like one really solid quality person to to go on a date with about every six months is kind of the timing that it worked out to, which isn't very much relative to some people. But I mean, it's more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just one of those things where I felt like this was a part of my life that the Lord was calling me to and I needed to like work on it. So yeah. I was like, well, if I can find, you know, a quality person to go on a real date with and pursue them about once every six months um then it worked oftentimes that would end up with like two three dates and then it would be like you know this is really not not who i want to spend the rest of my life with but it felt good to kind of get out there and um because it is a a little bit of a skill you got to kind of practice dating there's a lot Mm of nuance to it in terms of figuring out what you like um what red flags you should kind of dig into and what things aren't a big deal. So kind of keeping up with your dating game, if you will, I think has a little bit of a, of a benefit to know actually what you're looking for and what you're called to. Yeah. Now, where do you find these people? <laughs> like, Let us I know. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> um, you got to go to Georgia. Sorry. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> um, Transferring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, each time I relocated, whether that was um, for college, after college, um, Virginia, Georgia, wherever it was I ended up, I, it was always church community for me. Um, when I moved to Georgia, I walked into the church one day and told them, I'm new and I need friends. That is literally what I said. And I ran, in, <laughs> I ran into the lady a year later 
a year later and she goes you're the one that walked into the office and said i'm new here i need friends and i'm like and it worked <laughs> like, i found my I husband found my husband thank you <laughs> um and so it's just because once you find people who are trying to live similar lifestyles as you and have you know uh, beliefs and morals as you it just it's so much easier to make friends and I think I struggled a lot with that um, going to a public university um, with a small campus ministry down the street like it was very it was hard to find people living out the same type of lifestyle that I desired Um, and it doesn't get easier after you know after college either you have Mm -hmm. to really seek and find um that community and those people who really want to live out life the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and tr- for me, it was finding that in church because, you know, I would go to church early and try to scope out the young women, you know, any young adult, and then introduce myself um, and just really putting myself out there. And that's what helped me. But yeah, uh, I think church community is a is a great spot um, to find as well. But I think also good friends is a is a good uh, core to this. Finding mm-hmm. people through your friends or house parties at friends' houses, um, and kind of getting into a community or a, a group of people that's like going to things that are a little bit outside of your normal hangout spots like going to a friend's house that is having you know a super bowl party that's isn't necessarily someone you see every every week um it is a good way to uh to see to find people it's it's kind of what worked for me um emily happened to be at my parents house and thanks to my little sister for inviting her over for easter um (laughs) but i did find um, people to go on dates with through through mutual friends is a really good way to find people. Yeah. What what do you do in um, college, like to try to find that good community of friends? I was part of a fraternity in college, um, which was a is a Christian fraternity um, on campus, and it was a fantastic group of people that I knew were like minded. So most of my super close friends were, um, I guess church oriented christian oriented um with fraternity but um that and specific interests um car things and and other hobbies were another good place to find good friends was your college private or public yeah. uh public university oh okay um how did you like being part of a frat <laughs> It's fantastic. Um, I <laughs> loved it. Um, we were a little bit different than most fraternities on campus. So I was a part of Theta Xi, um, which I said is a Christian fraternity on campus. And uh, we actually had a dry fraternity house. So it was a little bit different than your, your standard frat. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a group of about 100 of us. Oh, wow. Of brothers. So it was a big house. Our house slept like 55. So Wow. Just a big group of people and a lot of different interests, which were pretty awesome. This is, um, let's see, another question. Um, did you guys have specific things that you were looking for in your 
future spouse like I know a lot of people have like a list of things that their future spouse like needs to have like needs like qualities that they need to have do you guys have that do we or did we no I'm just kidding like (laughs) (laughs) um I I definitely did um, and I will tell you, when I first met Nicholas, he did not meet because oh. <laughs> I, a lot of mine were like physical features. So um, when I first met Nicholas, I was like, okay, yep, not my type. Um, but then once I, we started going on dates and I really was like figuring out what I, I wanted and needed in a relationship, um, a lot of the things that I had, like those expectations and, you know, and the checkbox yeah. um, were not, they didn't really matter. They were just yeah. superficial things that didn't really matter. But all the things that really did matter and things that I needed, um, Nick had all of those. Um, but there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I, and you inherently do have these check boxes, and sometimes you don't really realize that they're there. Um, but the more I got to know Emily, the more, honestly, the more fascinated and, and curious I was to know more just because there was mm-hmm. so much depth. Um, and there is so much depth to her as a person. And so a lot of the big things, you know, when it comes to faith and family and, um, kind of where we were in life was important, but the more we got to know each other, honestly, the more, boxes I realized that she checked that I didn't even know I had but inherently wanted um seeing her interact with her siblings and and seeing her passion for adventure I'm like this is really important to me and I would have never said that beforehand but Mm -hmm. now that I see it this is what I want yeah well that's so cool I remember you saying um when you first met Emily and she was like, yeah, I've survived like three car crashes <laughs> and I'm like one of 13. Like, and you're like, what? Oh my gosh. Still <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> I tell you what, another reason why Georgia moving to Georgia is big life event for me. Cause I got in like three, three or four crashes. car accidents. Back to back. <laughs> I think one of them was like on our, the way to our house. You like hit a coyote or something. Yes. I totaled my car. I hit a coyote. <laughs> That was the devil <laughs> trying to prevent me to go to the march for life. Oh so my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. What was your guys's favorite date that you went on before you got married? Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. A favorite date? Ooh. I think for your birthday, we went down to downtown Atlanta, um, and explored and had a really good dinner at a restaurant and um it was very cold out for some reason it was december but atlanta is generally pretty warm but there was no tables inside this restaurant so we ended up eating out on like the patio with three heaters around us and a blanket but it was really fun uh kind of gave us our own space and and that was a good adventure i think your birthday date was probably my favorite date that we went on together yeah, I am horrible at remembering dates. They're all obviously. She's like, I don't remember that one. <laughs> no, I do. I do remember that one. I like, hate being cold. <laughs> no, um, we went on a lot of like 
hikes. Um, I do remember one time we went on um, a a hike or walk, and we sat on this um, fallen down tree. And I remember him specifically asking me some like really deep questions, and I loved it because I knew he was just dying to know more about me and it wasn't like he needed to take me to some fancy restaurant and put on this big show he just you know we're just listening to the water rush by um us and he is asking me these questions about my family about past relationships about my faith um and in that moment I just I I felt loved by him more than you know I have ever been in previous relationships when people have tried Mm -hmm. to buy me something or like take me out to a fancy dinner like this that moment was really special because I I really felt cared for and really felt pursued wow that's would you say that was the moment you were like all right he's the one we laugh about this because and my family laughs about it because Obviously, his sister for like six months was trying to get me to go on a date with him, and I refused. Um, and then finally, we oh went gosh. on a date. It was okay. My mom asked it was about okay. it. Yeah, I was. I mean, like I've been on dates with lots of men, very good men, and I'm like, okay, like you're a good guy. Um, so I wasn't too like, you know. Of course, I'm basing things off of looks, and I'm like, I, I don't know. You don't look like anyone else I've dated, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the superficial things. He is the most handsome man now, so that <laughs> is beside the point. <laughs> but um, it was, I remember after the third date, I don't even remember what we were doing. After the third date, I remember driving home, and I had to pull over into a Chick-fil-A parking lot, and I parked my car and called my mom crying and she's like, I thought you liked this guy. And I'm like, I do. I really do. I'm crying because I'm going to marry him. Oh my God. And my mom's like, wait, what? Because I've dated people for a couple of years. I've dated people, a a lot of people. And um, usually my family makes fun of me because they, you know, will say, you know, I really like you. And then I'm like, okay, nope, sorry, not interested. Never mind. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> Those so my joke. mom was like really caught off guard. Like, wait, you actually like him this early on? Um, so we laugh about that because it took me a little bit. But when I knew, I knew. There was like no questions yeah. asked. I, I just like, it was this, this feeling. And like the Lord was just like, I've given you this man to take care of you. And, you know, happened to be. In the Chick Fil A parking lot, where else? <laughs> where else? You know, do you have a breakdown when you're crying about the man you want to marry? Nick, did you have the same experience in a Chick Fil A parking lot? Uh, not in the Chick Fil A parking lot, but um, no, I, I think from the first time I met Emily, I, I have just been fascinated the whole time. Um, just so curious. I remember specifically that my my dad, um, who's not the most warm person he was very interested in Emily as well in terms of like her story and and the way she was talking at our house and I remember him like being like wow that girl is really really unique like really cool I really like her um 
And that kind of took me off guard because I thought the same thing. But for my dad to say something, it kind of piqued my interest even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do remember there was a, a moment in January of uh, I was by myself in Michigan um, that we had been dating for a while at this point. And that, that was the it was a Friday night. It was super late. It was like midnight. And I had this thought, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to marry this girl, how am I going to do it? And I stayed up until like four in the morning. I wrote out everything um, that I needed to do. And, and all of this, (laughs) like all of these things, pros and cons list, the timing of everything, what the ring's going to look like. I'm a big planner. (laughs) So I just, my mind was going a hundred miles an hour and I was just writing notes to keep up. Um, to try to remember the next day what I had thought about the day before. So I do remember that specific moment of this is the the woman that I'm going to marry and uh, here's how I'm going to do it. Wow. Oh, that's, that's so, cool. so cool. That is so cool. <laughs> um, Anna, we got to, <laughs> we got to find that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One no, day. I will say, parking lot. <laughs> I will say, um, uh, someone I, I read somewhere, I want to say it was like Emily Wilson or someone said, um, uh, they said, you have to become the woman of your dreams to attract the man of your dreams. And like when I heard that, that was like shortly after college, that's when I like typed it in a, a sticky note on my laptop. So every time I opened my laptop, I saw that um, because so often I think, at least for myself, I would say like, there's no good men out there. Like, where are they? You know, and that's not true. There are so many good men out there. Um, They're struggling with the same thing, you know, just crossing paths with people. Um, And um, so anyway, I would really, I would like constantly tell myself that like, okay, I can't just be having these task items and you know, the back of my head, like for these men, and that's not fair to them when Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that needs to be done on my end. Um, There's a lot of like healing. There's a lot of just growth that needs to happen on my end. And in that someone, some man will see the beauty and I don't need to do the work of trying to find them. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think that helped me a lot because I, you know, I was going on so many dates, which dating is phenomenal. Highly recommend it, you know, go on as many dates as you want. Um, And so I would constantly go on these dates with these good men, but I was just like, it's not right. I don't know why, but something's not right. Um, And so when I, once I shift my focus, instead of putting the blame on the men, I realized like, okay, there's a lot of work, self-work that needs to be done on my end. Um, and yeah, and within that journey, the Lord works in crazy ways and like introduced me to a man who's living in Michigan, but from Georgia, you know, it just, it's bizarre, but, um, yeah, I think that was like, once I heard that, um, I was like, wow, I feel like that's the Lord really telling me, Emily, like I've put a lot of good people in your life and you're, you push them away or you're you know mm-hmm. there's there's work that needs to be done on your end um so that's so good i feel oh. like someone at the oh sorry 
Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, someone at the family reunion actually said something super similar to that. And I oh, never. Oh, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Dan. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Dan. But he said a lot of things. <laughs> but he said Really that, good I, advice, though. Yeah, really good. I never had thought of it like that. Like, I, I just never. Like, I always was thinking the same thing where I was like, oh, there's just. I just can't find anyone good. And, like instead of spending that time making myself the the best version of myself and working on myself I was more like spending it just thinking in that way like in a more negative way and Mm -hmm. even like since then like in the short amount of time it's like really shifted my mindset just living in that way because Mm -hmm. because then you don't feel like the people you meet you need to prove yourself to them or do anything to win them over you you know your value Mm-hmm. in Christ. Yeah. And you know that the right person will see that too. Right. Yeah. And I think once once I did a lot of self work, I was confident in who the Lord made me to be and who I am and like my past, everything I brought to the table, I felt confident in. And then sure enough, the man I I marry was, you know, intrigued by that and I wasn't having to dress a certain way or act a certain way to be noticed um you know my who I am and how I carried myself shined a lot brighter than the clothes that I was wearing and the job that I had um so it was definitely it's definitely a lot of work it still is a lot of work um but during that time, um, it was definitely eye-opening. I'm like, okay, because for so long, I was just saying, oh, I'm not in the right place. Or, you know, I'm not I'm not putting myself in the right place to meet these men. Or, um, you know, and I was meeting a lot of wonderful men. But who knows? They could have been saying the same thing, you know, meeting me. And like, okay, no, like, where are these good women, you know? <laughs> so. So there's a lot of self-work that has to go into it um yeah. yeah your your fierce independence um i think it only what the only reason why we worked well together was was because of the distance um especially at first mm-hmm. so so i i was living in michigan she was living in georgia um and i would travel i would generally fly in every couple weeks um and that's a big kind of chunk of time to take a whole weekend um and fly and but what it allowed us to do was really give us the space um emily's fairly stubborn person which is one of her best qualities but also can be a little (laughs) bit frustrating so it was good for us to have some distance um and kind of learn how to to interact with each other and communicate at a distance and then slowly but surely um like work towards each other, um, getting to know each other really well. Yeah. Um, and so I guess it only took three dates for her, but um, it was a, a lot of learning. Um, and the distance helped, I think, at first. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you I'm... say was the hardest part about that? Like being so far away. It definitely made the time being together. Um, it forced you to be super intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was hard, but I think what I needed because I, 
I needed, I knew the Lord was telling me like, I'm going to give you something really good, but I'm going to also make it hard. And so, um, he gave me Nicholas and I knew that he was the one, but it made the distance so hard. So I spent a lot of time crying and missing him. Um, but that's how I knew that he was the one and, and how it really shifted my focus. Like, okay, so then when we are together, we need to be really intentional about like, what, what are, um, what am I trying to say? Like, what do, what do we want out of this? What are we, what are we seeking? What do we desire? And we need to be on the same page. Um, so there was a, it was really hard, but I think the way that I'm wired and how I'm stubborn, I think it wouldn't have worked as well if we weren't states away. Yeah. I think I would have been like, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see you tonight, you know, f- you know, three, four times a week, however many times. Um, it, but instead, I wasn't given, we weren't given that time. Um, to see each other that often so we had to be super super intentional when we were spending it together how we were spending it and um yeah yeah there was an intensity to it like when I just remember being on the plane and and traveling to come see Emily I would get so excited because I was like it was a journey like it, it was really important to see her and the moment I got to like give her a big hug and hold her was it was like this gigantic buildup um, to that moment, which was which was fantastic. So wow, that is so Aww. cool. That's um, so cute. It also made it a little bit difficult because anytime a weekend would go slightly different, like if you're dating long distance, obviously the time you spend together, you want it to be perfect because you don't get to spend very much time together. So if something were to go sideways or we have some sort of argument, it made it so much harder because I'm like, I only get, you know, 24 or 48 hours with you and we're spending it like arguing over something stupid but um i think it helped us a lot it it really kind of kept our focus on on what was positive and there was an intensity and kind of a seriousness about our relationship from from the get-go because the distance was there yeah Mm -hmm. was it yes oh my gosh oh my gosh that's so hard did you feel like it, like, it was, there were parts of, like, I don't know, like, your personalities that you feel like you, you weren't able to get to know because you would just have it in those, like, 24, 48 hours, like, segments, you would just be together? Mm. I felt like we communicated really well, um, you know video whatever we did facetime that stuff is very helpful um and it got us really good at communicating using words um and we didn't text all the time that was actually one of the beautiful things about our relationship i really enjoyed the fact that we weren't texting constantly it was basically like two or three text checkups whatever throughout the day and then one like longer phone call Um, at night is kind of the routine we fell into and then we would sometimes chat in the morning as well before work but it kind of gave us both the space to live our lives um, and chase after things independently and then kind of come back together and talk about 
what we were excited about um, at the end of the day. Did you ever get worried um, that you didn't, like, know each other well enough in, like, other settings? Because every time you hung out, it was kind of just, like, you two. Like, you didn't really see each other, like, I don't know, at work with their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we did spend a lot of, you know, we went to weddings together. We did go to a lot of events together. Um, but I think we the big building blocks were there. Like I saw him interact with his family and how much he loves his family um, and how much he cares for his friends, like those things. um, And, you know, a handful of others are the important things. So nothing else to me mattered. And I'm like, okay, those are what's important. Like family is super important to him um, Mm -hmm. and all these other things. And like he, has he works hard he does all these things I wasn't worried now I will say that was a bad transition I wasn't worried (laughs) Um, (laughs) now I will say my mom and dad always told me like you need to get in one good fight before you get married because you need to see how they react right like if you never see them mad and they turn into a completely different person then there may be some red flags so every time you guys uh, hung out emily you were like trying to start a fight try, try <laughs> picking to on a it fight. yes absolutely <laughs> i hate your shoes <laughs> um and so you know of course you know and so I'm, i am super stubborn so we did have several little fights um, that's not all on you but <laughs> but I would say you know when he like wouldn't give me attitude back or like these these things that I was used to in other relationships I was just like wow there's something like he is so patient and he is so good for me but yet he is so good at like putting me in my place when I am throwing my tantrum or whatever it is I knew that that's what I, I needed because I didn't need someone to feed into this, whatever it is I'm complaining about. Um, he would really approach this situation um, with a lot of peace. Um, so I think we had a lot of big, we dated for a shorter, in the eyes of a lot of people, a short amount of time. But we experienced a lot of things in that short amount of time. Like a lot of life events with family or friends. Changing jobs. Changing jobs. So we were able to see each other in a lot of serious and different situations. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have anything to I, say. I think someone told me um, great advice, which was, uh, is there anyone else you would want to argue with? So we got into a couple of arguments, but I realized very quickly with Emily and she puts a lot, makes me out to be this person that's great and patient. I'm not, um, <laughs> I am kind of a, I'm very particular about things and, and I definitely take things too far sometimes. Um, but I learned with her that they're really, the challenges that we faced, there was no nope. one else that I would want to argue with. Um, there was no one else that I would want to have disagreements with. And this is the person that I wanted to do that with for the rest of my life. And that's when I, I was like, okay, we may disagree on things. We may struggle, but I want to struggle with her. 
Wow. That's so good. That's so cool. That's cool. Um, another question is how did you keep God at the center of your relationship when you guys were dating and then now and like how is it different? Um I think it was easier when we were dating because it kind of things were harder when we were dating, uh, you know, the long distance and we would it, go through certain experiences being separated. And so like one thing that we clung to a lot was our faith. Um, and so <laughs> it was definitely a transition and a challenge when we got married because for so long we both worked on having our own personal faith um, relationship with um, our Lord and like our journey was just very personalized. And now we are, we're together and we are trying to like, you know, for so long I had this relationship with our Lord and now I'm like, Oh yeah, by the way, there's this third person I need to like, you know, have involved in my faith life. I really struggled with that. I really was like, no, this, my faith is a very personal thing. Um, so opening up and sharing that with Nicholas was very hard. Um, but we've, we've found good community again in our church that has helped shift our focus and remind us of like beauty within challenge, you know, beauty within like the challenges of dating and being married. Um, that I think has helped us a lot with keeping, um, God at the center. And then at some point, like you're kind of forced to just realize that, you know, like we've done what we can, the rest is in the Lord's hands and it really forces us to rely on the Lord. Um, but yeah, I think the, the difficulty while we were dating and it was something that we were able to cling to, um, and it was what made this relationship different than past ones was was Emily's strong faith and the way we were able to communicate and ask questions and talk about things on a spiritual level um, was definitely unique to other relationships I had had. So it was often a talking point that we were talking with. Um, but yes, we definitely struggled after we got married to connect on a spiritual level. I communicate with my relationship with the Lord is looks very different than Emily's relationship with the Lord in the terms of the way I feel the Lord working in my life and I feel connected with him. Um, and so we kind of had to learn, you know, Emily likes to do it this way. I like to do it this way. They're both right and good, but there wasn't a lot of overlap in terms of what we got spiritual fulfillment out of doing. Um, so we kind of had to learn each other's preferences and, and get to a routine together that was uh, benefited both of us. Mm. That's cool. Um, you talked about like in the very first date kind of thing. I, you want to redo that question? You cut out on us. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we heard like every two words. <laughs> I was like, why is everyone so silent? <laughs> um, was faith something you like talked about from the, in the very first? Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, not super in depth, but definitely just within the context of the way we met. Um, and it was something that we definitely talked about early and often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like going to mass together um, and doing things like that um, and really, I guess, just showing each other how much we rely relied on the Lord. And then whether that was like Nick asking me how my day was and I would tell him, yeah, I um, went to mass and then adoration or just sharing those like moments that I had with the Lord with Nicholas kind of just forced us to just to talk about it. It was part of our day. Like when it's built into your day and you, someone asks you how your day is, you're not just like, Oh, it was good. I went to work and came home when, if you did go to mass, like you talk about that. Um, yeah. So it was kind of a, we both were, um, living now our faith and then it would just come up too. Like I was so excited to go to mass with somebody. Um, I've been, <laughs> you know, most of my friends, most of my close friends are not Catholic. So I've been going to mass alone and, and sitting, you know, in the pews by myself for a long time. And so being able to go to mass with Emily was just a totally different experience than I had ever had in relationships before. And uh, it was just so fun to go to mass with somebody. Um, and I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed that. Did you guys ever date someone who like was not so strong in the faith and you felt like you're kind of dating to convert rather than just dating to date? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I definitely, I definitely did. Um, and I think it's, it's not a bad thing because if someone truly, wants to chase after your heart um Mm -hmm. and your faith is obvious a very obvious um big building block within your heart like they're going to want to tap into that and figure out like okay like i want to get to know this person more and i and i'm intrigued by their faith you know that typically Mm -hmm happens and i've i've dated people who it's been like a completely separate you know my faith has been completely aside from the relationship itself Mm -hmm. and it just feels so empty and really like yeah it's not a bad thing i mean my dad's a convert um and was you know was definitely not catholic by any means (laughs) when Mm -hmm. he met my mother but because he saw my mom living out her faith um, and how much joy it brought her. Um, He was so intrigued by it. And um, he himself just began to ask questions and want to know more. So it's definitely not a bad thing. And I think I had to continue to remind myself, like, I don't have to date just Catholics. Like, you know, Sometimes mm-hmm. we tell ourselves it's easier, but it's really not. There's so many different challenges that come w- on either end. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, um, yeah, pregnancy brain. <laughs> so you weren't opposed to dating someone that wasn't Catholic. Like that wasn't 
one of your kind of like red flags. Correct. Okay. So was it like you could see that they were like a good person, but like, like they had the right like heart, but just not, they just didn't have the faith there? Yeah, I, so again, I think when I was dating people that weren't Catholic or of the same faith that I wasn't doing the best job of presenting like how much my faith meant to me. So it was kind of like pushed under the rug. Um, Um, But when I I would go on, I've gone on a couple dates with people who are not um, of the same faith. And then I would share how much my faith plays a part in my life and that turns them away. Then at least I know right away, like, okay, they're not even interested remotely how to like tap into my heart and get to know me um, because the middleman there is our Lord and they don't want to have to go that way. Um, so, yeah, I think the big red flag is if like you can't shy away from it, it, it at least if if this me if it's very important to you then the person that you're dating should see that it's important and be at least curious about it and not want to shy mm-hmm. away because if there's a shying away of of you know your beliefs then like obviously they're just trying they're not interested in you as a full person so yeah. and i i'd been there too and and tried to i'm like it's very important to me and it wasn't necessarily super important to the person i was dating and it it just kind of feels hollow um, and you feel like you can't connect fully and it's, it's like loving a song or something. And then you like show somebody and you're all excited because it's like your favorite song and they listen and they to don't it think and they're, it's like, good. they're like, yeah, that's all right. Oh, that's like, the saddest thing. <laughs> huge letdown. It's yeah. very similar. Um, can be very similar. No, so. the worst is when it's like a meme and you think it's hilarious, <laughs> and then you show someone, they're like, "That's just not even." Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, this is. I think this was Anna's question, but uh, you're supposed to date each other, or that's what some people say after you get married and just how does that look for you guys i'm Um, not very good at it (laughs) to be completely (laughs) honest no he he is he's getting married is definitely an adjustment an adjustment and things don't just get easier when you find the person you're supposed to be with the rest of your life um there there's constant learning and there's wait is that Anna? <laughs> I, <think that's> Anna. <laughs> okay, I don't know if someone's trying to rap right now or what's going on <laughs> Anna are you there <laughs> Anna are you with us I think she can hear us okay so yeah okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue answering the question <laughs> Um, can you hear me? Yeah. So it was definitely it's definitely challenging because things don't get easier once you get married. Um, there are different challenges that come and are presented once you you um, get married. Mm-hmm. So we we definitely struggled with the adjustment of living with someone 
living with each other and trying to figure out how to do life with each other. Um, and I think we were so focused on doing that perfectly that we forgot to date one another. Um, so we would constantly remind each other like, Hey, we need to have a date night once a week, or we need to do something to remind each other during those hard weeks and hard days of why we're doing this because there are times believe it or not when you're married you're like what am I doing like or am I even doing this well like am I doing this right um and so little things like when like when Nicholas makes me dinner when I come you know come home from a long day or like and there's a candle on the table like that is something that just like sparks you know, just reminds me of like us just dating. And so mm-hmm. um, he is very good at like bringing me flowers and doing little things like that, that continue to make me feel like I'm being pursued. And he's not like he put a ring on my finger and his job is done. Um, he definitely puts in the work um, and continues to show me that he will always be pursuing me however that looks because you know we're never done getting to know each other there's always so much more that we have to learn about one another so um we have tried many different things to continue to date one another um my parents are always so good even with having 13 kids going on a date every week um so I think oh, wow. that's a very high expectation. And so I came into this, like came into the marriage, like, all right, we have to go on a date once a week. And he's just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, my parents made it work. We got to do this. Yeah, I, um, I really struggled because I, I, my parents never did anything like that. And there's definitely a very high expectation set from Emily. And I was not fulfilling that, especially at the beginning. Um, and do uh, we've we've kind of adjusted what works for us. I think mm-hmm. that's that's the best way to say it. But I think marriage in general, and I, I don't want to talk too much about marriage because it's kind of a different target audience, and we're not that well versed in it. <laughs> yeah, we're um, still trying to figure. We're it out. still figuring out. We've only been married since November, but um, something that's kind of very difficult, and we've had to come to grasps with is. Um, you just realize how selfish you are when you actually get married. Mm-hmm. Um, I waking up in the morning and just wanting to, to lay in bed and scroll and, and would love for Emily to go downstairs and make coffee and whatever. <laughs> and like, that sounds fantastic. Right. But if you do that all the time, you realize how selfish you are. Um, and it's really difficult it, it, for myself. I, I have a lot of pride and, and Emily has mentioned it too, where it's, it kind of sucks when your um, selfishness is just always on display. And that's kind of what it feels like because you, you, you've got someone there with you all the time and you can definitely feel it when you're being selfish. Um, but it has just like been fun to learn how to be selfless and, and really encourage each other and be very thankful when the other person does something selfless or is thinking about you. And I think that's, the key to that that dating part is just making sure that you are I am pursuing Emily and showing her 
things that make her feel loved because that's really what what dating is um and that can be small little flowers or or uh claiming something as a date night like we're gonna tonight's date night we're gonna make dinner and then watch uh baby informational videos or whatever we're gonna do (laughs) and that's a date night um (laughs) but it just puts in a different context and and that works for us yeah our parents um michelle my parents go on a date i think it's once a month or something Mm -hmm. but or once every two weeks i don't know but um they make sure that when they do go on a date they can't talk about their kids Mm. and that's probably so hard for them because like what else do you talk about (laughs) what else do you talk about like right and that's we're so great that's what makes it so hard is because (laughs) you know when you have time like quality time together you want to talk about you know the intense thing or at least I want to talk about the intense things like okay so what are we gonna do like for the next vacation or like what are we gonna you know and really like instead I I need to remind myself like okay I do care about his work or like I do care about like our family but this is time for us to talk about the silly things or just to make sure we're all we're also doing a check-in with one another like hey like what am I you know how can I love you better or like you know um I think that's it really important um to to have those boundaries too like okay mm-hmm. because we can we can call this date night but then we can sit there and talk about bills all night long like that's, that's not no fun <laughs> that's no fun yeah where if you're forced to not and you are on the same page and you're like, we're not going to talk about work or our children. House projects. Yeah. Whatever it may be, like, then there's so much more room for, like, silly conversation and laughter and all of that. Not that those things don't bring you joy. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really good. And it looks different for everyone. And I think that's where, like, I had to remind myself because I'm like, my, no, my parents did it every week. We have to do it every week. But that doesn't mean that that's right for our marriage or what is going to work best for our marriage. So, um, and everyone's different. So like, even though his parents might not have done a date night every week, they most, I mean, obviously they're making it work. So they, there's something else that they've done that made it work. Um, So really just digging in and finding like, okay, what do we find enjoyment in? What is actually reasonable because, a date night once a week going somewhere just doesn't work for us. Um, yeah. So it took some adjusting, of course. And you're you're combining two lives, too. So, like, I've seen certain things, you know, for 20-plus years one way, and he's seen it another another way. And both of our families are phenomenal, and both of our, fam- our parents, thank God, are still together and doing well. So it's like, well, my parents did it this way and it's working and, you know, he's saying the same thing. It just, that doesn't work. It's really figuring out like, okay, taking what we've seen work in other um, marriages around us and applying it to where we are in our life and what will actually, can actually work and be consistent. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I really like that. And I feel like 
I like I've gone on a couple dates and I feel like some dates when we end up just talking about like school or just stuff, it like really sets the mood. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know, there's like no. I mean, you're not really getting to know the person. Or we, know, yeah, when you level. meet a guy and he's like, "What's your major?" You're just like, <laughs> "Okay, we're done." <laughs> yeah, it's just like okay. Um, yeah. It's definitely hard, and I think that's why I was so drawn to going on dates with people, like, from church. Because then you have a different, you know, a different perspective, or different, um, what am I trying to think? Say, a different, you know, it's not just, like, a random Joe Schmo from your science class. It's, Mm -hmm. like, someone It's, like, you already have that connection. Yeah. Yeah easier to relate to them mm-hmm. yeah right yeah it's definitely but, hard though yeah and it takes some vulnerability on both sides i mean as the guy you know you're supposed to lead conversation whatever i am not mr smooth i'm an engineer so like that comes with a whole <laughs> bag of context but um yeah i think a lot of it is just a vulnerability and being vulnerable to ask deeper questions or talk about deeper things like Hey, what what gets you really excited, or what was the most exciting part of your day? Um, and asking a little bit deeper of a question, and then mm-hmm. also being really cognizant about listening to, because a lot of it is, uh, you know, if I had to learn how to listen to Emily very well, I wasn't the best listener, but the way she listens to people and the way I've you you know when you interact with somebody that listens very well, you just come away from a conversation and you're like, wow. Like, I just feel like I, I'm beaming because this person really felt like I, they made me feel important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Anna. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'll, like, just be ranting, not even realize it. It's like 10 minutes and Anna's just listening. I'm like, oh, poor Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Anna's there anymore. Oh, yeah, I think she's gone. I think she's she just left. She's like, I'm out. Oh, hopefully, um, hopefully she can still hear us and just. Yeah. Well, she'll hear it in the in the once she's editing. That's, oh, that's yeah. true. She'll be sick of our voices. By <laughs> um. Well, I think that was all the questions we had. Um. Do you guys have any last last piece of advice? For us single people. For you single people. Um, hmm. Hmm. I, I, again, I really, really, again, I wish I knew. I can say quotes, but I can't tell you who they're from. But I can tell you it was not, I did not come up with it. But that quote that I had mentioned earlier, you know, to attract the man of the, of your dreams, you have to become the woman of your dreams. Um, I think that and reminding yourself of that and thinking about work that needs to be done on your end, it will be noticed. And like, you just, I I just, I feel like you're so much more attractive when you figure out who you are and you're confident in who you are, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to trying to, you know, present yourself in a way that's not who actually you want to be presented because if you're presenting yourself in a certain way, you're going to attract those people types of people. Right. Yeah. Um, 
so I think just being reminding yourself especially in today's world is super hard because it it can feel like you know everyone portrays it's like it seems like you have to dress a certain way or have a certain job so you're noticed and that is not true yeah Um, so I think just reminding yourself to work work on yourself and pray to St. Anne um, to bring you a man Um, (laughs) it's it's, (laughs) you know and I honestly like and really working on yourself and really praying about your vocation um yeah. and because not everyone is called to marriage and to date so yeah. um it's it's really not fair for the men that you're dating if you are confused about what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing too mm-hmm. like it and I went through that battle where I broke up with a couple of people because I'm like I don't even know if this is what I'm called to do I'm still so confused um and that's not fair to them necessarily so I think really taking this time while you're single to focus on your faith um, and focus on your relationship with our Lord because when you do meet someone and they see that it's gonna it'll change everything Um, Mm -hmm. and it makes things so much easier when you have it makes everything in life easier when you have strong faith um it just makes certain events make sense. Um, so I, this being single, like I said before at the beginning, like I loved it because that was such a time of growth for me to figure out what I wanted um, and all those other things. Like it's just a, it's a perfect time to figure out yourself. So when you do find the person, you're able to present yourself in confidence and like this is who I am. Like you can either take it or like, I'm not dating for fun. This is, this is who I am and I'm confident in it. And I've worked hard to get here. Um, and it just makes dating so much easier when you are in that position. Yeah. I find it, I feel like it's crucial to remind yourself daily, like to know your worth. And um, cause I remember at my mission trip, one of my, instructors was saying like he has a paper on his mirror and it kind of lists everything like lord i'm a daughter or son of god i know my worth i'm confident i am living out my mission like it's kind of just like to remind himself why Mm -hmm. he's here and what his purpose is and i think that's something that's so important to kind of like yeah remind yourself every day of right and looking in the right areas too because sometimes Mm -hmm. we turn to social media to try to find like our worth by the number of likes we get on a picture or Mm -hmm. you know we start comparing ourselves to other people so I think surrounding yourself by um, like-minded people and family people who are really gonna remind you of your purpose and your worth and like your faith will do that like more than anything um but yeah like little things like that like writing on a mirror I did that a lot too um and there's just so many different things and Mm -hmm. it's just hard but I like 
but finding people who are, who will help remind you and guide you too is super important. Mm-hmm. I have this um quote written down from the family union. Anna typed up family union 2021 advice and <laughs> both of your advice is on here. But uh, Dan says, be what you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever level of goodness or perfection you are looking for in a man or woman, if you're a guy, you should be striving to be the same. Whoever your future husband or wife is probably out there hoping for a very similar thing in someone. Mm-hmm. And you really can't expect something from someone that you aren't willing to work towards yourself. So I really like that. And I think that can be a, not even just like for a future husband or wife. I think that's kind of like friends as well. Like mm-hmm. you want to surround yourself with those people too. Like you want to surround yourself with good people that are going to like help you become the person right you want to track yeah yeah absolutely and we have your quotes written down there too (laughs) oh dear Um, Uh emily give it to god and go to sleep yeah yeah. and then we have this whole paragraph on modesty and then Mm -hmm. uh oh yeah and then it was kind of like i mean it's not really in one sentence but it's you were talking about like kind of college life and like finding that community of friends that you can still have fun fun with like Mm -hmm. just because you're trying to become a better person doesn't mean you suddenly can't have a life um and then nick it was kind of like the opposite of emily's and it was like (laughs) always have a plan um (laughs) just do it and then um he talked about modesty and kind of like when he saw you he was like super like curious like he kept saying like he just really wanted to get to know you as a person. Seems and he wasn't just by like your confidence. Yeah. And he wasn't and just looking at you, you yeah. as like something, but looking, seeing you as someone. Yeah. And you're gorgeous too. So that <laughs> just adds on to that. Um, oh I think the, the final part of advice, especially for the, for single folk, um, it's really easy. It was really easy for me to fall into a lot of selfishness um, when you're single in college, especially the whole reason you're there is to, to learn things so you can do better and learn no more things. So it's really easy to get wrapped up in selfishness and just have this very self-centered worldview. Um, so I think doing actions um, that show or that, that are very selfless that are serving other people or, or volunteering somewhere or, um, you know, making dinner for a friend, just doing specific actions that are not about you um, really kind of recenters things um, and kind of gets you out of your comfort zone and reminds you that there's a bigger world out there other than what's going on inside your own head. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stuff going on and um, a lot of opportunities to care for other people. And for the most part, if you're just in your own little world, you're, you're going to miss, miss out on that. Um, and so I, I always try to keep one thing going on on a regular basis that you are uh, pouring out into someone else or, or volunteering for any sort of organization just to make sure that you're keeping, you know, keeping your head on right, not just getting lost in your own mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anna can hear everything we're saying. Perfect. Um, but she just for for some reason we just can't hear her um 
I just texted her asking her if she wants me to say anything for her. <laughs> but we're already at 82 minutes, so I think we should probably wrap up. Um, but thank you guys so much for yeah, being our first guest. Um, <laughs> I loved all the advice, and I'm definitely going to like go back and re-listen to this and write it all down, add it to the list. Um, <laughs> we're going to send you the Family Reunion 2021 list of advice. Perfect. Um, wow. It was really good. Anna typed it all up and she added more to like every school quote. So like there's like little paragraphs under each one. Mm-hmm. Um, we might just take out the names. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to keep the names on or not, but we'll let you know. Um, okay. But yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it thank you guys so much. Super fun. And if we want to do a part two, you're more than welcome to come on. Hey, you just reach out to us. We, are, <laughs> we will be here. Yeah, we're we're a pretty open book, both of us. So uh, yeah. definitely willing to share and and love. I love giving advice. It's one of my favorite things. So. I love hearing your advice. It's so good. <laughs> so After the reunion, we were just like, wow. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Well, hey, I think this podcast is a great idea. I think a lot of people need it. Um, so best of luck with it. And we would love to come back on. So just let yeah. us know. And we, we talk about all things, not just relationships. Perfect. We'll talk about like all sorts of stuff. And Anna texted me, tell them I say bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. She's so sorry. Her <laughs> <laughs> thing isn't working. I don't know why. Um, I'm not really good at technology stuff but hey, yeah. you're gonna get better when you're doing this stuff so that's Very great true. yeah you get famous one day yeah <laughs> absolutely well, this hey. goes viral when this, goes viral. <laughs> this is great and um let us know when you guys are done editing it um and then we will we would love yes. to re-listen i don't yes. want to hear my own voice so oh, i know me neither. <laughs> i feel like i scream at this <laughs> all, right. all right well, well thank you thank you guys you guys take care Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.